brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, achy joints, weight gain. Maybe you're thinking they're all just part of getting older, or that's what your doctor tells you. But Midi Health understands that for women over 40, they can all be connected. Hormonal changes that happen during perimenopause and menopause are at the root of dozens of symptoms women experience, not just hot flashes. Midi specializes in compassionate care for women in menopause. Their solutions are safe, effective, and FDA approved. Plus, they're covered by insurance. A convenient telehealth visit with a MIDI clinician can be your first step to getting personalized care. They'll tailor a treatment plan for your symptoms and health history so you can get back to feeling great. 91% of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. When your body changes, your care should too. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. That's joinmidi.com. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym. Uh, the Bedpost Podcast, right away, this is right away, I don't know what I'm saying. Um, I want to tell you what the Bedpost Podcast is. Uh, it is generally a show where I welcome guests and performers from the stage show that I run here in Toronto, which is like a sex and sexuality variety show. I usually get guests and performers and presenters from that show into the studio so I can kind of pick their brains and indulge uh, them in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. Um, today, I have a, a super special guest who has not yet done the stage show, but very much has been a part of the sex education community, um, the poly community. Um, she let's let's just get right down to the brass tacks. She is the creator of the Playground Sexuality Conference here in Toronto, and uh, a former sex educator, as I mentioned, Samantha Fraser. Hello, hello, lady. Thanks for having me. <laughs> I'm so excited to have you. Oh, that's um, so sweet. I am. I'm. I'm super. I've and that makes me feel a little nervous. Like no pressure, right? <laughs> no pressure, Sam. Um, but. I've been wanting to do a podcast, an episode dedicated to non-monogamy, mm -hmm. polyamory, openness um, for a while. Yeah, and, I, and I'm surprised that you wouldn't have been like that. You haven't done it I'm, yet. I'm considering me too. the people that you would know in your community. Totally, and yeah. like it definitely comes up a lot just in general, yep. like in the podcast. But like, I don't generally do pot a lot of episodes that are topic based okay um but this is a topic worth doing a topic based yeah. episode yeah, on, yeah. for yeah. sure there's a lot to talk about yeah there's a lot there's a lot yeah. even like when we're saying like oh yes and let's like kind of just jam out some talking points i'm like do we even need to i don't even think <laughs> we need to there will be another thing you're like you're, you might have like half a second of dead air and then you're like wait <laughs> oh wait this other 10 this. things yeah. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, because um, you have written, I want to say you have written the book on polyamory. Oh, I don't know. You've written a really great book. Thank you. I hadn't polyamory. realized that you read it until you mentioned it the other yeah. day. So I was like, oh. I'm a good host. I'm and a I, good, a well-researched podcast honest, host. I actually get a little bit embarrassed that people have read it. Um, Why is that? Because I have a confession. So I finished the book in 2013. Mm -hmm. um, 2013 is actually a really long time ago when you think about it in terms of where we are, the things that we talk about, the things that we know not to say, um, political correctness, social justice, all of that stuff. So when I look at the book now, I'm like, ooh, this like is... Like a little dated? Yeah, it's super... It, I tried not to, but it's still, to me, super reading from like a cis-hetero... Lens. Lens, yeah. Um, and I make a note of that. And like, so anytime anyone has bought my book more recently, which mm -hmm. they can't anymore because I've actually like, that's it, I have no more. Yeah, um, <laughs> they're gone. And I always include a little note that's like, dear reader, I'm sorry that maybe I was a shit. <laughs> dear reader, I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Basically. That's Basically. a great place to start. But, so, I mean, the thing that I've always liked about my book is that it's really conversational because I've always yeah. found that um, 
everything that I've ever read about non-monogamy and polyamory is just like super heavy handed. Clinical. Clinical, not personal. Not personal. Um, and like I read The Ethical Slut when I first opened up in 2006. I've also read that, yeah. And I was like, wow, this sounds super great and idealistic. Yeah. And what happens when things actually go to hell? Yes, thank you. There's yeah. nothing in what, here. T- how, how do I practice this in like a tactile way? Like, yeah. great, all these concepts um, are fantastic. Yeah. And but like, fun. what do I do with yeah. that? You know, how yeah. do I like... Uh, it, how do I live a regular life with it? Yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You need yeah. like a more kind of down to earth, yeah, as you're saying, conversational, yeah. relatable. And like a conversation about the stuff that is terrible. Yes. Okay. One of my <laughs> favorite. Yeah. Okay. There are a lot of topics that um, polyamory and non-monogamy books and like podcast episodes and mm-hmm. like radio interviews and whatnot. There are a lot of topics that are cover- covered on a super regular basis. Yeah. Like jealousy is yep. one of them, which we'll get to. Because yep. um, we have to. Because we have to, because that is the question. <laughs> yeah, That's the question. the question. But the my favorite part of your book is that you actually talk about the common pitfalls. Yeah. And I think that is so helpful. Thank you. Um, and I get why people, you know, want to go, go at it, I guess in a positive way and tell you the do's rather than the don'ts, but yeah. like, Oh, I need I'm to so know much the more don'ts. Focused on the don'ts. I need the to do's know. are obvious. Like, Oh, I get to like have sex with other people and like yeah. have multiple relationships. That's a do. D-doy. But the don'ts are, really really important yeah. as well yeah so yeah. let's let's start there okay how about okay uh, what are some of the common things that happen um common bad things that so can my, happen. i'll give you my most common piece of advice Great. that i give to people and Great. this is for free so usually i make first people... first one's for free yeah um so the thing that i discovered and it took me a couple of years to discover this yes. um is that equality does not have to mean the same thing for both people or for however many people are involved, mm-hmm. um, whether you're solo poly or you're in a couple or a triad or whatever, um, you don't have to get the same thing to be satisfied. Mm-hmm. And I think that a lot of people, especially people who are in couples first, who mm-hmm. choose to be non-monogamous, fall into that trap of, oh, well, you have a boyfriend, so I must also have a boyfriend, or I must also have a girlfriend, or mm-hmm. I must do this. Oh, you're having a one-night stand. I should also do a one-night stand. And they don't actually stop to ask themselves, do I actually want that? Yeah. Or am what I just do I want out of yeah, this? Yeah. Am I doing it because I think that I'm feeling like sort of an envy or left out or, or something along or those lines? Or we have lines. to tally up. Yeah. And you know. I think that I'd like to think that nowadays people are getting a little bit more in tune with talking about what we want. You know, compared to five years ago, there's a difference. Compared to 10 years ago, oh my God, there's a drastic difference. Mm-hmm. But it is still a problem that people kind of echo and copy what the other person is doing Um, for sure yeah and I mean that manifests in a lot of different ways like you know one partner may feel like they want to engage in more amorous relationships you know kind of more romantic emotionally intimate exactly Um, and another person may feel like more sexual a more sexual type of relationship you know or or like uh maybe into more like a one night stand kind of excitement thing where another person as you said like maybe more interested in a long time girlfriend like and that and that is fantastic. That yeah, is yeah. what is so great about non-monogamy and polyamory is that you can cater it to be exactly, to exactly what you want. And it's totally fine, it to be, yeah. of course, to try and and go along. But I think there's that expectation that people put on themselves that, OK, I'm trying it. But because you like it, I should like it. Yeah. Um, and so I like to just give people the permission to be like, you know what? It's OK. If Find you your don't. own way. Interpret yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. Like there's no just like in regular two people relationships yeah. there's no one way to do it exactly and you don't need to fit a mold yeah and not only from what kind of uh you are what the public consciousness view of it is but also between you and your partner yeah. you know what what your partner or yeah. partners think and on the flip side the partners have to make sure that they look at the other people and don't sort of put their values onto them as well. Yeah. This I is d- funny. I just had this conversation with like a part of my poly family yesterday. Yeah. Yeah. As in, as in like, yeah, the, the way that you need to, yeah, see the person and adapt. Like just because, so say, okay, I am an amorous person. <laughs> yep. Right. But okay. 
all the people that I'm seeing, like all the other partners, are they necessarily necessarily amorous people right. as well? Or I'm just ma- trying to make all these people fit in this mold yeah. of like what I think yeah. polyamory is about or what my poly is about. Yeah. You know, like like without really looking into what all these other people think their polyamory is about, like just kind of slotting them into what you think, you know? And we're so used to that though, like with monogamy, monogamy really only has one main way of being that we see reflected all the time. There's lots of different ways to be monogamous, Yeah, but the variations in monogamy are a lot less than poly. Um, and yeah, so people really are so used to seeing that because that is the relationship model that we see everywhere. Yeah. Um, so you want to fit into something because we're used to being fit into something. Yeah. Just tell me what to do. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> That's what's comfortable, right? Exactly. Give me like a format. Don't make me figure this out on my own. Yeah. What are you talking about? Exactly. Yeah. yeah. And that's funny. That's a lot of, I mean, I, I always tell people, I'm like, I'm not an authority on this for sure. <laughs> like I do my thing and... Uh, you know, which is funny because I always tell people that too. I am an author. <laughs> no, I tell, no, I tell people that I'm not. I'm not. Like, yeah, you know, I've written a book, and I used to write. A, I had a, a blog for years and years where I talked about this stuff, but yeah. it was still just talking about my life. Yeah, I you only know, know what I know. I know what I know, and if you can apply it to your life, that's fantastic. Yeah, but you're still on your own. <laughs> yeah, and that and totally, that's a thing. Like. Uh, when you know I sit down for a lunch I was telling you just pre-recording like a a friend is usually like can I have lunch with you that's like them picking my brain about polyamory usually right Uh, which I'm fine with um, but uh, for good friends of mine (laughs) others gotta pay bitch Uh, fuck you pay me Um, uh, but uh, yeah that is the main piece that is a great place to start to be like it can be whatever you want it to be. Yeah. It doesn't have to be what your partner, what this partner, what this partner, what this partner thinks it is, yeah. what society thinks it is. Like, that's what's so fantastic and so frightening about non-monogamy. Well, it's very frightening because <laughs> that, that means that you have to look at everything. And yeah. You have so many options to choose from. And you've is... got to do so much, like, self-work. Self-work, yeah. 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 Like, yeah. really, when, when people are like, oh, you're you're non-monogamous, you must be, like, fucking all the time and having sex with all these people. No. I'm like, no, nah, it's just usually, like, a lot of personal therapy and <laughs> yeah, talking. a lot of emotional... And... Yeah, it's hard. It's hard as fuck. Yeah, I think, and I, same with you maybe, like I might present in a way where I'm having all types of crazy sex. Um, and, you know, there are moments, I guess, of that. But on by and large, it's like I have a pretty mundane sex life. <laughs> I do. Um, and it's just, yeah, it, it's it's not so far removed from what you are doing in your monogamous yeah. thing. Yeah. It's not. Yeah. It's just with more people. It's just with different people. Yeah. Yeah. And sometimes not like and sometimes not more people. Yeah. Like like you know, it goes in waves of, yeah. you know, sometimes it is just the two of you. Sometimes it's one person for a long time. Like it's mutable and changing all the time. It's yeah. not like always I'm having I have a ton of partners always. Yeah. That is so not true. Which is funny because mine has actually really like leveled out. Yeah. So I've been married for I don't know, a long time. I've been with my husband <laughs> for like 18 years, I think. Oh, wow. No, that's a lie. What year is it? It's 2018. <laughs> Since 2000? Since 2001. There you go. Yeah, 17. Whatever that is. <laughs> so math. Um, that sounds a lot like math. Yeah, it sounds like too much math. So he and I have been together for that long. And wow. then I've had a boyfriend now for like three and a half years. Yeah. And it used to be that I was very much in that phase of like, oh, this week I have five dates with five different people. And now I'm seeing somebody for two years. And now I'm seeing somebody for one year. And now I'm not seeing anybody. And now it's just like, I have become monogamously non-monogamous with my two partners and it's like a polyfy yeah it's almost like everything i ever wanted but didn't want at the same time because it (laughs) but flipped on its head yes yeah Yeah, it's uh so getting used to it is interesting but i mean i i like having this domestic life uh and i like that i got to go through all of those waves and maybe those waves will come back again who knows Um, yeah yeah. it's, it's nice to be where i'm at now yeah and um, who's to say that all that, you know, didn't play a part in you getting where you are yeah, exactly. and settling into finding and pr- most likely did like for I know for my part, my main nesting partner and I, um, for sure, we went through a lot of exploring everything yeah. Yeah. to really find out. I feel like same as you're saying, we're finally settling into each other. Really? Yeah. And our other partners and like, OK, 
really settling into what yeah. we really want out of this whole poly thing. Yeah, and I think that's sure. probably important to out to of note years to of searching. Yeah, like so that years. that whole wave of ups and downs and one person, multiple people, like that can go on for a long time. But you also can get to a stage where you're like, actually, I've done that, and I feel like this is where we want to be. Yeah, you know, however many people are involved. Um, yeah, and that's sort of a nice realization. Like now I'm I'm 12 years in to being non-monogamous, and it's nice to be like, oh. It doesn't have to be fucking chaotic all yes, the time. Yes, please. Because, oh. yeah, it's fun. Because it can be. But it can be really chaotic. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah, like I'm getting married in about a month, like oh just God. over a month away. And like I've got a few people that are kind of texting me and whatever. And I'm just like, I do not have any. Bandwidth. I don't, I don't have, yeah, the yeah. bandwidth for yeah. this. <laughs> Honestly, text me in a month and maybe not even that. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Get married. Just deal with that. Yeah, like, give me a fucking hot minute. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, um, but yeah, and, and saying, even in us saying settling down, like, I think that doesn't necessarily mean to be settled down with long t- your long-term partners. Yeah. Like, for us, what we've kind of settled down into is, like, um, my partner is having a long-term relationship, yeah. like quite long now at this point. They actually just had an anniversary. Mm. Um, whereas me, I like to, you know, kind of have a long-term person, but also have like blip, 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 yep. you know, every yep. once in a while. Yeah. So like that's kind of where we've settled into yeah. like four years in. Yeah. You know what I mean? And finally like figured out and because, okay, so let's go back to this, this, uh, of common pitfalls. Thing. Okay. Are there more things we need to know about? Because as oh, we're saying, so many things. Yeah, like yeah, it's... yeah. Like I wish I would have been able to read this at yeah. the beginning of my poly journey. Because <laughs> honestly, uh, our our whole uh, like trajectory and like journey has just been, you know, trial and error. Yeah, yeah. Because well, I mean, that's what it is for so many people. Which so that's d- honestly directly related to. I don't like calling them rules. I probably used to call them rules, but like boundaries. And I think that there's really two different ways to have boundaries in a poly relationship. And the first would be, okay, I'm going to put up these strict walls and we're going to follow them and everything has to be like super, super to the letter or no walls and we're going to just see what the fuck happens. Yeah. Um, And there are pros and cons to both things. Uh, If you just see what happens, it means that you have to be prepared for fuck, I don't feel very nice right now. Yeah. And that's, I'm upset. Major anxiety. <laughs> but I set it up so that I might be upset, so I have to be okay with it, versus, okay, I'm a little bit more comfortable with it, and maybe the other person's like, yeah, but I don't like the fact that we're so constrained. So Okay, the, but we'll get there. Like, let's yeah. start. Um, and yeah. I did it that way. So we did it with the boundaries first, um, and I always use the story of anal sex. So I was never comfortable with my husband having anal sex with anyone else mm-hmm. because at the time I couldn't have anal sex. So mm-hmm. I was like, no, this is no, just no. Just makes me feel. Yeah. <laughs> makes just me feel. Just no. <laughs> uh, just inferior. No. No. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we were having a threesome with a girl we were dating at the time and they just were talking about it. And I was like, have at it. Let's do and it. And then watching it happen, I was like, oh. Okay. Yeah. All right. I see the value. Yeah, I see. Yeah, that's mm. nice. Yeah. yeah. Good for you. <laughs> and then all of a sudden it was fine. And Good I was, for all of us. And I was over it. But I had to put up that like that wall first to say no and, and I, figure it out. And I love, yeah, and I love how you just demonstrated something where intellectually you are making a rule yeah. or a boundary intellectually without having experienced it first. Yeah. And then, you know, making the leap to try it. Yeah. And then adjusting and being like, oh. You have to be open to adjusting. Yeah. Like, that is the key that's thing. That's not so bad. Yeah. I don't mind that at all, actually. Yeah. Okay, let's, you know, let's try this then. Yeah. Let's let's yeah. let's adjust the, you know, yeah. the and whether parameters. you're adjusting, whether you're like kind of closing things in a bit or opening them up a bit, like it's just important to make sure you have those conversations. Constantly. And that you're constantly, because you might, you might feel one way on a Monday and you might feel different on a Wednesday and who Great. knows what sort of outside factors have to do with that. But you have to constantly be telling the people that you're involved with how you're feeling because mm-hmm. maybe you were totally fine with having that group sex with Susan the other day. Yeah, but this is a new person but all of now. Sudden, or yeah, you're yeah. not feeling it. Yeah, and I think that's that's a great thing to bring up as well, where it's like 
it's polyamory. So lots of different people are involved. So how I feel about Susan, you you fucking Susan in the ass, yeah. is a lot different than how I'm going to feel about you fucking Erica in the exactly. ass. Exactly. Right? Like, exactly. so, and and I, and I'm a victim of that for sure, where yeah. it's like, I, it, I'm deeply, the way I feel about a metamor, mm-hmm. which is your partner's partner's is really going to affect the whole dynamic because mm-hmm. we're all a part of it. Even though, you know, for the most part, what we've settled into is like, that's your private thing and you guys do it's your so thing. Far. And it's a little separate, but it still really matters, you know, my feelings and my relationship with that woman. Yeah. You know, yeah. since what I'm talking about is my partner is male and then his partners are female. Yeah. You know, how I feel about these girls and women is matters. Yeah. And... Uh, you constantly have to adjust and check yeah. in about that and like honestly make almost completely new boundaries for every yeah. metamor. Yeah, I've had trouble in the past. Me too. Um, and this is full on confession. Like I have had trouble where I'm like if I, I don't, just don't think highly of someone. Yeah, I just I'm don't like, get I, a good feeling with this person. If I don't person. think highly of someone, I don't want a partner dating them because I'm being judgmental. Confession full on being yeah. judgmental yeah. and then I'm judging my partner for not... Having the same, the same judgment, which is terrible, <laughs> which but is that's, two negatives. But yeah. it's always one of those things that I've had to wrestle with. Yes. Uh, and another thing that sort of makes that important is that you have to understand where everybody differs in terms of how they feel about certain things. Like, am I some? There's things that I'm okay with that maybe another partner might not be okay with, mm-hmm. and vice versa. Mm. There's things that I am not okay with that my husband has always been okay with. Mm-hmm. So we have what would appear to others to be double standards. To be an imbalance. Yeah. Yeah. But it goes back but to as we said before. equality is. And if it's okay for us, then it really doesn't matter. Yeah. But that's really, really tough for people. It's like those double their head standards. Um, people looking in and also people who are in their relationships as well. Like that can be really challenging. So if you're not okay with something, you have have to say so yes yeah um, and if you are you have to say so and then you have to accept that you might be different yeah you and your and whichever however partner, many however yeah. many people are involved and you like, may we're, all we're feel so, differently I'm, about I'm, it i'm so i'm so focused on not talking just about couples because that was that was the mistake that i used to make when i first was talking about this like 10 years ago i was always talking about couples because they were the only people that i knew so i'm like however many people whether it's Mm -hmm. one or 25 yeah 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 exactly (laughs) (laughs) no i like how you keep making that distinction like um i've learned yeah Yeah. oh god haven't we all oh it's been a journey um okay another pitfall that that we need to be aware of to avoid to um I don't have I can't think of a specific example. Really. That's all right. Because really, the, like, I find that the main pitfalls are really covered by just recognizing that you're different people. Yeah, you're all um, different. Everything else kind of falls into that. It's so whether into it's place. I'm OK with you um, not answering your phone while you're out, I'm not OK. You know, like whether it's yeah, related yeah. to specific little details. That is like a great thing to bring details. up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, please uh. don't text her while I'm in the room. Yeah. Like little things like that. You, yeah. can, you can say, just you know, do it on your own yeah, time. It's usually the little details, like the little logistical stuff. That's the stuff that actually fucks people up the most. Yeah. Because it's something that you don't you don't ever put any thought into. So it could be like somebody has been in your space and you you were OK with them being in your space. And then you come home. Yeah. And then you're just oh, like, you're oh, but- speaking to a specific <laughs> experience I had where I'm we needed to adjust to so many of mine <laughs> so well. I'm like I yeah. can smell I can smell someone else's perfume yes and it's a lovely perfume but I don't want to smell it in my bed yeah and I like her and I have no problems with you sleeping with her but suddenly I'm like okay can maybe we should not take partners back to our place yeah can we make that a boundary and we're yeah. both like sure great or maybe can we Fantastic. just do the dishes afterwards so I just don't have to see like, yeah see all the everything and and maybe that makes me and not that I'm judging them or judging her or no, like oh you, wanna... you guys are dirty or she's dirty not but at all sometimes you but might it's just like... feel uncomfortable in your own space you want to feel like your space is your space yeah um whereas other people are just like Maybe whatever not. they're Come like on fucking in. have a party yeah. yeah they fucked over there and they fucked on the table and yeah. it's great and it doesn't matter yeah and I'm like no yeah <laughs> I've recently become intimate with a lovely person who is the most compersiony person you have ever met in your life yeah um so 101 compersion is like the opposite of jealousy yeah, right when you feel you good are, for someone you are elated you are so joyful and you happy for your partner in your regular life too like i feel right. compersion for friends when they get good jobs 
Yeah, good for yeah. them. I yeah. love that. Yeah. I love to see them do well exactly. in their lives. Exactly. Yeah, right. When you feel good for somebody else. I'm uh, trying to just sort of bring it into the regular everyday thank vernacular. You. Good, great. Love it, love it. Totally. <laughs> oh, you got a good hot dog. Conversion. Good for you. I'm conversioning your hot dog. That's not, don't use it in that sentence. Yeah, don't. Um, <laughs> but like on the most part, people who engage in poly, open, non-monogamous behavior are not 100% feeling compersion all the time. Yeah, exactly. And that's important for Even people to realize. Even if they're the people who are like super, super duper comfortable at it. Yeah. I, I guarantee there's a couple moments that they yeah. felt a little bit of like, oh, uncomfortability yeah. with this one thing. Yeah. Yeah. And and like say so. Yeah. And that's when that tough. happens. And yeah. so that is, that's sort of a pitfall in that um, you have to be like you as the person who is feeling the way. The feelings. You have to <laughs> be confident enough to say what you're feeling. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's that balance of expecting or asking for sort of comfort, but also expecting that the other person can. St- like is not responsible for completely taking care of you and that they should still be allowed to do whatever you are saying that they can do. Um, And then on the flip side, that other person should not take on all of the emotions of someone who is having a time, Um, (laughs) you know, do what you can to comfort them. Maybe agree like, okay, well, we'll, we'll talk about this later or we'll do this thing or we'll, we'll make sure we'll make a special date or we'll do something, but don't always say, okay, well, I'll stay home. Because mm-hmm. if you always say, okay, well, I'll stay yeah. home, then you are never going to get anywhere together as people. Like, you're not growing. You're just sort of giving in. Yeah, and I that, think that's a great thing. that will thing, overflow yeah. into the rest of your life, mm-hmm. you know, that mm-hmm. you're always just going to give up. Okay, let's just okay. not do it then. Let's just not try. Yeah. And you do it occasionally. Yeah, I was just going to say, if you need to if do it, to, by all means, say, oh no, I need you to say, every, yeah. I ate by a all pint means. of ice cream yesterday because I needed to. But don't eat a pint of ice cream every day. I needed to. Right? <laughs> not every day yeah you can you can pull that card yeah. yeah yeah for sure but like also take the leap yeah you know it's important to take the leap exactly because it's scary shit yeah and yeah and if you're never wanting to take that leap you're never going to do anything yeah 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 so whether that leap means that you have to like call some friends or have a bath or like watch that tv show on netflix that oh, yeah. nobody else wants to watch with you and you're oh, like yeah. oh Oh, suddenly I can turn this whole me being alone thing into something I amazing. I am so excited to like have the condo to myself. I'm sorry. Yeah. I am like, I it's... am like to have the bed to myself, to have the evening where I can watch like my shows. Yeah. <laughs> right. I can get a bag of chips and not be judged no, for and it. That's how people need to spin it for themselves sometimes. Like, holy shit, I can cover myself in crumbs and it's fine. Yeah. I can take a long ass bath. Yeah. yeah. I can, like, I can masturbate for four I can hours. Masturbate if I like fucking crazy. feel like it. And eat ice cream. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You know, oh, I love it. That's great. Okay, I feel like I can't go too much longer without taking a break to talk about the sponsors. Okay. But I feel like uh, I got to have you back because I feel like even in the second half, I like have a couple topics, but I'm like, will we get to them? So uh, my first sponsor for everyone that's listening is Oasis Aqua Lounge. This is a awesome sex positive club, uh, sex club that's here in Toronto, located at 231 Mutual Street. Um, I personally love Oasis. You do um, a lot of stuff there. I do a lot of stuff there, yeah. yeah. Um, Cause not only is it like specifically a club to have sex in, I don't actually go there super often socially, cause that's not a part of our dynamic <laughs> that I can have oh, is sex at Oasis. Um, speaking of poly limitations yeah. and like guidelines batteries um however it is just in general like a sex positive hub for like sex positive entertainers um educators Mm -hmm. businesses Mm -hmm. uh so i'm there a lot like under those terms and that's what i love about it uh if you are playing there it is shame free and judgment free when it comes to all types of pleasure and play it's super inclusive for folks of all orientations and gender identities um and you can check out more um by you know just taking the leap and going there or you can go to uh, oasisaqualange.com um, our next our next fantastic uh, sponsor oh unicorn collaborators yep. they're leather makers they're two uh, queer unicorns that have been doing leather work 
I in Toronto for about five years now. And this is a thigh harness. Um, it is super adjustable. One great thing about Unicorn Collaborators is that they make uh, products for all body types. So they're either going to have a product with a million different sizes or it's going to be hella adjustable. Um, this is a lovely thigh harness, which is a lovely... Uh, I mean, I, I love to th- fuck with my thigh. I love to fuck with my thigh. <laughs> nope. Um, and they do all kinds of things. Also, uh, like this fantastic double cuff bracelet oh, that I happen beautiful. to be wearing. I love it. This gold leather. They made that. Oof, yeah. Super into it. Oh, yeah. Um, and uh, the second cuff can fold out and be a pair of handcuffs. I love when leather just can be anything that's not black. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And right. I mean, they do the basic black, but black, like... I mean, black is still nice, but that... They do colors, they do beautiful colors, they do metallics. It's like, get into it. You just Um, made a sale. Right? (laughs) You want this? Um, (laughs) If you want this, uh, you can go to uh, Unicorn Collaborators. They're on all types of social media. They have an Etsy shop. Um, There are you collaborators on Twitter, Unicorn Collaborators on everything else. Um, And uh, unicorncollaborators at gmail.com is their website. DM them for inquiries. They're also located at comeasyouare.com, which... Is my next sponsor. What? <laughs> what a great segue. Right. Unicorn, uh, Unicorn Collaborators is on comeasyouare.com, which is a website uh, on a awesome trans owned, trans operated business that is, lo- uh, that is um, originated here in Toronto. Uh, they are a feminist, they're any capitalist, um, they're fantastic. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I've got a coupon code for everyone that's listening and watching. If you check out at uh, comeasyouare.com, you'll get a 15% discount if you put it in the coupon code bedpost b-e-d-p-o-s-t at comeasyouare.com Come As You Are is actually one of my sponsors really? for, for Playground? Me, no, for, well for Playground but also for Tell Me Something Good which yeah. is my monthly sexy storytelling event that you do with Claire A.H. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. at the Glad Day Bookshop at the Glad Day, yeah yeah, yeah. sexy storytelling is fun it is a whole thing Ooh, it it's is, a thing yeah, it's fun um, and the thing that I like about our storytelling event compared to other ones mm. where other ones usually have uh, people that they've set up so they're like featuring this person and this person we're just like no it's, it's not curated it's all audience so it Love gives it. the audience an opportunity um, for those people who maybe have never done storytelling before and there's actually so many of them I find this happens every single month we'll be like okay how many first timers do we have and there's a ton of people and then when somebody comes up to the front they're like well I'm a first timer and they've never spoken in front of anyone about anything often it. and then I they're like it. let me tell you about that time that he did this thing to my clit and I'm like what the <laughs> who are you right now And often you can see it on their faces when they're like, yes, this. Oh, I've realized I have found my place. Yeah. Somebody telling a story, a sexy story specifically for the first time. Like you can see things dropping in all throughout the story. I love it. Like they've, some people have literally never said it out loud. How powerful is that? You must relate to how I feel because I'm just, I'm so used to just standing in front of people and sort of awkwardly being like, (laughs) masturbation <laughs> boobs whatever but, you know there was this time i did this thing and ha ha you know i feel kind of awkward about it but yeah. i'm also so used to just doing it yeah. um so to see those first see timers freshness come up, i'm like wow that first i remember experience. what it was like to never talk about yeah oh that's exciting all of this as stuff. hell for you yeah and that is exciting as hell for us to for witness us, it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah it's, totally. It, you know, so it's one thing that I'm really grateful for in terms of the work that I have done in sex education and yeah. poly stuff. And yeah, is to be able to see those first timers have those. <gasps> Because I remember those moments myself. Usually they're after like three hours of fighting when we're like, (laughs) oh, why did you do that? And then I'm like, oh, I've just had a revelation. Oh, this is good. Yeah, totally. So I like that it happens for other people in easier ways. (laughs) (laughs) Really selling this non-monogamy Yeah, I know, right? Um, Okay, going back to (laughs) non-monogamy, I feel like something that a lot of people... Uh, ask about this mm. is one of those topics that every polyamory anything preparing my radio response yeah yeah <laughs> like talks about is jealousy yep jealousy 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 yep which at one for veterans are probably like Ugh, yeah. but it needs to be addressed. It needs to be talked yeah. about. Because yeah. it is the thing that talk that uh, people want to know about all the time. Whether I'm having a conversation with a friend, 
whether I'm on a radio station and people people are calling in, it, people are just like, "What about jealousy?" Yeah, I could never. I could I never. Could, oh, do and that. the and the I could nevers as well. I I'm like, never. I never asked you, Susan. It's always Susan. <laughs> it's always I, apologies Susan. to anybody named Susan. Sorry, that, Susan. That you're on my shit list. You've <laughs> <laughs> never done anything to me personally, but there it is. But Susan. Um, so what do I say when it comes to jealousy? Uh, I say a few different things, and one of them is like, jealousy is not actually a thing. Jealousy is a lot of things. And I think that we're so used to in a monogamous society saying jealousy, one thing, that's it. I feel it. The end. And never unpacking it. And it's so, so important to unpack it. nuanced and layered. Jealousy could be envy. It could just be sadness. It could be insecurity. It could be loneliness. Um, It could just be a general depression. Like there are so many things that sort of encompass the onion that That is is jealousy. jealousy, A stinky onion. Um, (laughs) And also... It's not really a good thing, um, but that doesn't mean that it's a bad thing. I think that we really need to point that out. Like, it's, it's not a good thing to just say, I'm jealous too bad. Not a good thing. But the fact that you feel it, that can be okay, and we can work through that. And I think that for the idea that to get to this sort of poly ideal where you're never going to be jealous is unrealistic. Yeah, I think best. that's the thing to say. Like, even people that have been even practicing poly forever. I have been non-monogamous for 12 years years my husband hasn't dated anyone for probably three years now or Mm -hmm. four years um Mm -hmm. and my boyfriend hasn't dated anyone for a while um for a while we were seeing someone together but then that sort of petered off so if either of them and i'm 12 years in and i've done all of it i've done the sex parties i've done the group sex i've done the girlfriends boyfriends all of it done the triad done that yeah everything been there everything uh if either of them were to suddenly start dating someone i'd be like (gasps) yeah yeah i don't know how I don't know that for me, it also comes down to uh, I've developed chronic pain in the past four, mm. four or five years. So I really feel vulnerable in that I rely on them to take care of me. Mm. So all of a sudden, if they're not taking care of me because they're taking care of someone else, I'm going to feel some fucking ways. You're gonna so feel I know things. that if that happens, I'm going to have to work through some stuff. Yeah. Because jealousy. And that's is, life. And you're yeah. a fucking human. Yeah. With emotions. Yeah. Uh, and there are people who are out there who are not jealous, who don't experience it. And like yeah. you were like, you were like saying, my like, very rare, unique flower of a friend that I was just mentioning. Like they the compersion. And they might have yeah. one or two issues very rarely. I'm sure but, she does. But uh, but, but they yeah. exist. But, but it's are, rare. And, yeah, and, and we all feel sort of jealousy. a standard to reach to. Um, yeah. Because yeah, right. Good if point. you can't reach to it, it's OK. You know, like people have this expectation. You don't need to. You don't to, need to. to do non-monogamy. I'm 12 years in and I'm fucking terrible at it it is the one thing i have actually said to my partners and it's another confession time um (laughs) i have said honestly if you were monogamous and i could get to still be non-monogamous that is what i would choose (laughs) i'm not happy when you do this yeah i have such trouble with compersion yeah unless it's right in front of me Mm mm-hmm Everyone is naked. Great. And I can see it happening. Great. When it that's comes still that's still non-monogamy. That, that is a way you can there, do it. I'm like, yes, Loving good. This. Look at you going down on her. That's fantastic. Keep that yeah. up. No, no, no. Don't stop. She's almost done. <laughs> that's that's suddenly the compersion that I take on. But fantastic. like you're going on a date. What you took her to that restaurant that I wanted We've to been go to, to one time? What? <laughs> Yeah. So, uh, but I mean, that goes back to that like thing we're talking about equality. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Great. Like, like that. As you are practicing, that is a thing that can work. Yep. You know, yep. you can have a husband and a boyfriend who and are not, not seeing anyone each- else, and they're not jealous of each other. Like we all live together. Yeah. But if um, my mother-in-law likes to ask me that, she's like, <laughs> "Well, what if Steph got a? What if he got a girlfriend and she just moved in?" I'm like, "Well, I first would be of jealous all, as fuck. Yeah, and, I'd be jealous as fuck. But and first of all, it no. wouldn't just happen. It's not going to be like, hey, here's Sandra, bring her in. Oh, I don't know why she's, I said Sandra. That's my sister-in-law's name. That's where I first jumped to. You meant to say Susan. Susan. I meant to say Susan. <laughs> That bitch. Fuck you, Susan. <laughs> but like, yeah, that's a thing that we would have a family discussion about, obviously. Yeah. yeah. The thing about jealousy that I find so frustrating is how in monogamous culture, um, it is often so celebrated. You know, like, oh yeah, it oh, means yeah, you he, love my boyfriend them. got jealous. It oh, means you yeah. really oh, he really, really likes me. No, it means he's insecure and yeah. probably dangerous. Yeah. Like 
get yourself away. There's a Jonas Brothers song. I don't know which. It's one of the Jonas Brothers, and it's all about being jealous. And I'm like, no, this should not be what we are listening to on the radio because it's basically enforcing the idea that like it's fine to be jealous. And it's yeah. Like, no. It's like not it fine, is, but it is. It's normal. Not fine, it's but it's fine. fine. Yeah, 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 yeah. If you're gonna look at it and unpack it and open that onion back, then okay. Yeah. So what um, do we do when we feel jealous? So many things. Yeah. Uh, the first thing to do is really like ask yourself, what is it that I'm actually feeling? Like, mm-hmm. am I envious that maybe my partner is going on dates or my partners are going on dates and I'm just sort of sitting around? Mm-hmm. Um, In that case, yeah. Fucking organize some dates. Go out with a friend but to a, not a always, nice restaurant. Not always so easy. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Yep, I true, often true. find, uh, and this is maybe like a little hetero focused, but I have noticed this in a lot of hetero relationships mm-hmm. where um, it's a lot easier for the woman to find dates. Mm. harder for the man um Mm -hmm. and and i would like to think that since i first started being open that that has changed in 12 years because way back when it was really really hard for my husband and there's there's nothing wrong with him he's great he's fantastic he's Mm -hmm. he's attractive um but it was very much of the oh you're married you want to fuck someone else i'm i'm in it and like but for him to come come to a woman and be like yes uh, my wife is fine with it she'd be like okay sure (laughs) that's weird yeah but that was 2006 so maybe nowadays it's a little bit different Mm -hmm. um but envy envy is absolutely one of them so ask yourself like what am i not doing that other people are doing and is there a way that i can be doing it yeah Um, yeah like some people just in general have like my best friend has a phobia of like missing out on like the party you know I mean, if she leaves early from the party, she's like, she just can't. Yeah. She just. It, I used to be that person. Yeah, I'd be like, I have to stay until the very end. It's yeah. 5 a.m. Oh, I God, why isn't anything. everyone leaving? Yeah. yeah, totally. I'm so tired. Yeah. But I'm not leaving. But I can't. Um, be, maybe you're sad. Yeah. Maybe you're just like, I'm really sad because I, I wanted to be the person that was going out with Charles today. And yeah. it's. And it's and I'm not. And it's Susan instead. <laughs> that bitch. Yeah, um, but that's okay. Maybe maybe Charles and I can go out on Tuesday. Like yeah. that's that's fine. Uh, and then all those other hosts of things like, am I insecure? Maybe I'm feeling insecure. I used to get insecure. Confession time. Uh, <laughs> when I would see the, three, when I, I would see the people that my husband would go out with, and I would see their fashion sense, mm-hmm. um, and it would often come down to like sunglasses and accessories and I would see these things and I'm like fuck I She's want got it that all. why can't I have something like that fuck you for going out with that <laughs> like what? it's about sunglasses what and, like, he, yeah. he would ask me and we'd have these sort of back and forth battles and like we'd get right down to what the what the thing was that was bothering me and yeah. I'm like it's because it? your sunglasses are nicer than mine and he's like, That's he's like that is stupid. insane <laughs> like you're right I hope you have fun <laughs> I think it's so important to confess the times when we have been absolute assholes. Oh my god! About this stuff because oh it's god. not anything that people are really talking about. Yeah, for sure. The one I can think of that I fucked up on really early was like I was one way we had kind of tiptoed into the waters of non-monogamy. Mm-hmm. Like we were kind of having threesomes, and then for a while we kind of did that. Like had partners, like you're saying, like it was okay as long as we were all in the room. And then it was kind of our first foray into okay, well maybe you can try dating women. Like me, I can try dating just women. We'll start that way. And then um, met met a lovely lady and um, had a couple dates with her. And then uh, they were veterans in the poly community. Mm. So right away, they were like, let's have Matt meet us both, like her and her male partner, Mm -hmm. um, to see we're not intimidating and da-da-da-da-da. I think I know who that is. (laughs) (laughs) Because I know some veterans that I know, yeah. (laughs) And and I was like, okay, my my partner's uh, my nesting partner fiance is a comedian, and he teaches like classes, like improv classes. Yeah. So they're like, we're gonna go to Matt's improv class. <laughs> and I told Matt that he was like, no, no, <laughs> no, no. How could you think? And I was like, oh, I was just like under their spell of like, yeah, that's a great idea, but like. Matt, like, it's so funny to know what I know about 
you know, me and Matt and our non-monogamy. Now it's yeah. like Matt has no interest in meeting anyone ever. <laughs> like it's a very rare yeah. circumstance where he'll want to actually meet the person yeah. for any reason, yeah. come across them in any way. Yeah. Like for the most part, he's very comfortable with keeping it separate. And for the most part, I'm kind of there yeah. as well. Like, but at that time, it was like, yeah, let's have that. And I think that was like his one of the first times he ever taught. Like, like oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. And I was like, this is a great idea. We're just going to sit here and stare at you. <laughs> like, oh, God. <laughs> like, so dumb in retrospect. Like, yeah. it's important, though, to actually that what you just <laughs> mentioned about keeping things separate. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So. Because I've been in these long-term relationships now, and now they obviously know each other because they sleep down the hall from one another. Yes. <laughs> um, I was thinking recently that I sort of wanted to date again. And part of that was because I'd been missing kink in my life. Mm, um, yeah, like yeah, my boyfriend yeah. and I have really, like, we really sort of got into kink. And I was really into kink before him. Mm -hmm. um, but chronic pain and then living with my husband, it's sort of like, it's, it's harder to get hit in the face when you always have a headache. It's also harder to get hit in the face or in other places when your husband's just down the hall. Yeah, it's a noisy yeah, thing that happens. Yeah, it's not so simple. Um, <laughs> kind of need the setup, yeah. the proper setup. So I was thinking about dating other people, which got me sort of down this rabbit hole of what, what was it before when I used to date people? And I realized that so many of my relationships with others were separate. Mm -hmm. It wasn't with people that we knew. Yeah. Um, it it wasn't even with a acquaintance. It was with someone that I met on my own that yeah. I could keep super separate. And yeah. I love these. I love looking at these communities now where people are just like all together, all intertwined, yeah. Yeah. and they hooked up, and then they hooked up, and it's totally fine, and they're all friends. Because I I just. I'm I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> I'm yeah. not. And I have I'm still friends with lots of people that I've hooked up with and that I've dated. Um and you know, they've come together now, but during those relationship times they were so separate for me. Yeah. Um which I think that's a thing that we've settled into. Yeah. Is like there's something nice about it, having that for yourself. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. that is their, you know, that is their their time like that I yeah it's going to influence me and I am a part of it and that yeah. I'm like related to you both and whatever else yeah. but like generally that is your private thing yeah and I don't need to know like we used to force a lot of things yes um like friendships with the metamorphs yes and disclosing which ever yeah, everything yeah disclosing is actually something that comes up a lot like it's like, okay we're to at not want to know yeah we're at the point where and it's not like don't like uh don't ask, don't tell. Don't ask, don't ha yeah. tell. It's not at, at that. But I don't need... It doesn't serve me... Did you have fun? To know. Yeah. Did you are have a good day? Are things, are, are things okay? Fantastic. Great awesome. to hear it. Is there beyond anything that, I can offer you? Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Like, beyond let's that... Let's make some chicken. The yeah, end. Yeah. Let's, like, <laughs> let's have dinner yeah. now. To get, you know? Yeah. yeah. I don't need to know. It doesn't serve me to know every detail yeah. of everything you are doing. Because that is your private sex life with another person yeah. but if you find two people who happen to who are into that yeah like fucking let me tell you all about it great yeah and i mean we have our moments because it can kind of be a sex the, yeah it yeah, started yeah. off as a sexy thing yep. where we would dirty talk each other about other people that was actually how my first like my whole open relationship started because yeah. it was very much all about sex in the beginning yeah. um so like he'd go out and have sex and i'd go out and have sex and, and we're like oh my god we're probably both fucking at the same time and then we'd come home and fuck each other yeah. and, oh wouldn't it be hot yeah. and then we started dating people and basically all of the like sexiness <laughs> yeah we're like oh let's have more conversations <laughs> talk about our feelings more <laughs> let's get to the root of what non-mama oh my god um okay i feel like we're getting there can i tell you a really terrible joke yes please do um so i don't have one favorite food because i'm nom nom agamus i'm sorry i'm so sorry did you make that up i did i love it kudos kudos to sam fraser i hate i hate jokes like that Okay, let's wrap up. I sure. know we <laughs> didn't touch on a lot of There's so things. many There's things. There's so much. I yeah. honestly would love to have you back. Sure. If you would like to come back. Yeah. Um, would you like to tell people about, tell them about your, about Playground Conference, sure. perhaps? Yeah. Uh, if you want to talk about your book, if you want to talk social media stuff yep. or events or yep. uh, things you have coming up. Um, so you can 
what is coming up? So coming up will probably actually be my next episode of or edition of Tell Me Something Good, which Lovely. is going to be happening in July Great. at the Glad Day. Uh, as to when, I don't know yet because we haven't yet booked it. So just stay tuned. Yeah. So just um, tune into your like. Yeah, it'll be media it'll be on it'll Facebook either under Tell Me Something. It'll be under Tell Me Something Good. Um, in terms of playground, playground is hopefully coming back. In February, um, I did take a two and a half year hiatus when I did the most recent one in February, and it was really successful. So I was like, "Oh shit!" Now Let's I have to back do into this, this again. Yeah, um, I'm not certain if it's going to happen again, just because we're already into June and it's getting late in the year already. Yeah, and I'm focusing on a few other sort of career things right now, but mm-hmm. it doesn't mean that if it disappears, that it'll be gone forever. Mm-hmm. So Playground Conf, which is where you can find me on Facebook or Twitter for that. Um, but if basically, if you want to hear all of my ramblings about anything, it's just at Samantha Fraser on Twitter. That's, that's, that's where it's at. That's where everything is. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, the things I need to tell you about, uh, if you're in Toronto and want to see the Bed Post stage show, uh, the stage variety show runs at the uh, third Friday of every month at eight at the Social Capital Theater and the last Tuesday of every month at nine at the Super Wonder Gallery. Um, if you are listening to us on iTunes or another podcasting app, it would be also helpful to me to rate and review um, as well as if you're watching us on YouTube, that would be a lovely thing for you to do for us to subscribe um, and comment and share and all that good stuff. Um, I'm mostly on Instagram. I Instagram a lot of sexy, fun things pretty much daily at the Bedpost Sex Show. Um, if you want to go on to Facebook, we're Bedpost Erotica on Facebook. Uh, if you have any questions, suggestions, flirts, nudes, uh, you can email me at thebedpostsexshow at gmail.com. Um, I want to give a huge shout out to, uh, if you're listening to our audio podcast, you'll hear original music by Stephanie Copeland, who is a good friend of mine, who came to my bachelorette party and got crazy at Oasis. <laughs> Looking at you, Stephanie. You can find her <laughs> music at stephcopelandmusic.com. Um, a huge thank you to the folks at Eggplant Media. They're bringing you all our new fantastic content. Uh, thank you to the folks at the Pacific Junction Hotel, which our studio is located at. Um, and last but not leastly, oh, wait, I want to talk about Sonar Network, which is my podcasting network. Go check out the other podcasts in the network. They're hilarious, fantastic, and I absolutely love and adore the people that run it for us and a big thank you lastly but not leastly <laughs> samantha frazier thank, thank you. you so much oh it's fun i feel like we could talk forever yeah. um and and i would like to do that with you yeah let's Just do that sometime. En- endlessly yeah <laughs> and lastly thank you uh for watching and listening wherever you're doing that uh we hope to see you back next week because we do this super often so stay tuned and thank you and bye This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club! Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry, we were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.